person one loves person two guess what shenanigans ensue person one hates person two guess what still shenanigans ensue person one fake dates person two guess what you guessed it shenanigans ensue co-host one reports a co-host two the name of the show I'm Jasmine. And I'm Jane. And welcome to Shenanigans in Sue. A podcast where... So, uh, do you like cheese? More than almost any other animal byproduct. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's also true. (laughs) I know, literally. I can't believe how perfect that quote is. Yeah, amazing. (laughs) Each episode, we'll watch a rom-com and discuss its merits as a member of the rom-com genre. We'll cover well-worn classics hidden gems, and everything in between. We'll give you our unsolicited opinion on every trope, caper, and flim-flam the film used, or maybe abused. And of course, the The shenanigans! Shenanigans! Yes! Oh my goodness. Season finale, baby! I can't (laughs) believe it. Wild. This is... Wow, 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 wow. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought? I know. And for our very special season one finale, we've decided to do a classic. She's She's the the man! man. (laughs) We are giving you early 2000s in all its glory. Amanda Bynes. Channing Tatum. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh, me too. As always at this point, when watching an older movie, I get a little nervous. (laughs) But I'm thrilled to say that this one is safe and it passes the vibe test. (laughs) It passes the vibe test. It passes the Bechdel tests. It's just passing tests, left, right, and center. Facts. So, before we dive into the shenanigans, let's hit you with one last plot synopsis. Aw, season finale plot synopsis. Yeah. Okay, I'll try not to do this the whole episode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. When the girl's soccer team is cut at her school, Viola decides to disguise herself as her twin brother, Sebastian, who no one knows is in London except for her. Viola takes his place at his new school so she can try out for the boys' soccer team. There she meets her new roommate, Duke, who is the handsome and talented soccer team captain. Shenanigans ensue! Yay! (laughs) Boy, you know, I've forgotten a lot about this movie. I haven't watched it in so long. Mm -hmm. And so impersonating a dude, hiding out in the boys' locker room, almost catching her a few times, all this stuff could have been rife with squishy humor but somehow it's just funny and it's so 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 charming yeah i'm really hyped about it yes and so this movie is actually a modern adaptation of shakespeare's 12th night and so you don't have to have read the play or watched the play to enjoy the movie. But if you have, there's like a whole lot of little parallels. Yeah. The name of the school, Elaria, is <laughs> the place where Viola ends up in the play. And Duke is there. And Viola in the play actually disguises herself as Cesario, which in the movie is the name of the pizza place where they all hang out. <laughs> <laughs> so there are all these really nice homages to the play. So there are a lot of characters that overlap, including friends of Duke. So we have like Andy and Toby. Nice. And the spider Mavolio is one of the antagonists in the play. So <laughs> I thought it was nice that they were like, okay, we're not going to name a high school student in 2006 Marvolio. Yeah, that's not going to track. <laughs> yeah. But the spider that. <laughs> they do a really good job. And of course, when you're using the bard, it's probably going to be a fun adaptation. Yeah. We've got a bunch of incredible tropes in this hit the ground running and hit those tropes so we have mistaken identity we have a love octagon yeah we're not messing with triangles here no that's not enough sides so much going on there's way more sides than that Uh, (laughs) (laughs) we have teaching someone how to do something a meet cute the kissing booth yeah (laughs) a grand romantic gesture 
a principal who is TMI. Classic. Friends to lovers, a makeover montage, and all the loving effing montages. Yeah, so many montages. There are <laughs> so many montages in this movie. It's like essentially back-to-back montages it's insane it's amazing yeah i love it so happy about it delicious how many times did i write because every time there's a montage i do capital letters montage and like a brief description (laughs) that's so funny i might have stopped at a certain point but there are a lot in my notes Is there a place you wanted to start? I mean, if I have my choice, you know what I'm starting with. Oh, yes, I do. Said montages. Yes. (laughs) But I thought I'd pose the question formally anyway. No, I don't want. Don't bother. It's going to be the montages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, let's see how many I can find in my notes. Yes. I have the opening credits soccer at the beach montage. We've got the becoming a boy montage. (laughs) We have the soccer tryouts montage. And then we have the ever popular soccer training, better at soccer, teaching (laughs) soccer montage. (laughs) So many soccer specific montages. Carnival montage. Yes, the carnival (laughs) montage. And then finally at the end, we have the highlights of the big game yes. montage. I think that's everything. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. The carnival just in and of itself is spectacular. It's such a shenanigan. It's such a shenanigan. <laughs> There's so many things that are happening. It's so messy. <laughs> it's so fantastic. The amount of switching back and forth yes. between the boy and the girl characters that Amanda's doing. And then changing in the weirdest place. Like getting into a porter potty and mm-hmm. then switching into your fancy dress for like the debutante crap. And then changing back into the boy in an empty bounce house. <laughs> And the other one was like on a ride where she's spinning and changing next to a little kid and then peels off one of her sideburns, landed on the kid and pats the kid's head and is like, stay in school. (laughs) This poor kid must be so traumatized. (laughs) What's happening? I swear. And I know this is a little off topic, but Amanda is serving exquisite face acting throughout the entire film. Fabulous. So expressive. God, what an icon. I just want the best for her. I just want her to be okay. I want her to be better. Amanda, we love you. Yeah, we love you. You're amazing. Yeah. Speaking of the turning into a boy montage, now I (laughs) adore this movie and I watched this movie on DVD and... (laughs) That's how much she loves it. (laughs) Yes, that's how much I love it. And in the past, I've watched the director's commentary for this movie. Ooh, a little behind the scenes. Just a peek behind. I mean, it's been a long time since I listened to the director's commentary, but I do remember that that footage from the montage when Amanda Bynes is following all these men around, mimicking them. That's real. That wasn't (gasps) scripted. She was really following these guys around. (laughs) Hero. Icon. She's so funny. Yes. I love it. This is the actor I want to become. So what's also so relatable to me about it is that I had to play a fisherman from the Bronx. So I had to learn how to portray myself as a man. And those of you who know me will know that I'm like very florally and dresses kind of girl. You know, I'm quite a girly girl. And I was following at much further a distance, but following nevertheless some men around <laughs> imitating them. To try and get the walk down. Because it's a whole different way of walking. I saw this performance and I did not know that that's what you did. I had to because it's different like parts of your body that are moving. I'm dead. Men's hips and like the pelvis area. They don't move. Yeah. It's like static. It's really different. The center of gravity is also different. Yeah. Anyway, that's a bit of a tangent. But like, I love that she was following these dudes around. And then, like, that guy turned around because she was way too close. And then to be like, "Mm, nothing to see here. And now to know that that's all real is very embarrassing and funny. (laughs) It also just shows, like, what a star Amanda Bynes is because she's committing. Always. 100% commitment. Comedy calls. 
for 100% commitment. Mm-hmm. And boy, does she ever. 100%. She's fantastic. You can't hold back. Yeah, right? There's no such thing <laughs> as lukewarm physical comedy. You either no. do it or don't. How would you do that? What would that look like? Oh, no. You can't half fall. Oh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are there any of the montages you wanted to get into in more specificity? Or I mean, just really briefly... The opening montage character development is so cool. Yeah. Just between the ladies and their friendship. There's no dialogue, but you can see the camaraderie, the fun. You can see that she actually, like, had a solid relationship with her boyfriend before he turned out to be a total tool. Mm-hmm. But it's a really fun little intro to everyone's characters. And then it also leads into the exposition so nicely because that exposition, for how tight it is, you get everyone's character clearly and concisely from the tippity top yeah it's really impressive it's extremely efficient efficient is the right word for sure no it's great and then the better at soccer training montage (laughs) 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 it's like a rocky training montage except (laughs) like you know that that's a girl and the coach is watching and the (laughs) coach is like i see your hard work i'm gonna put you on the main team like it's just so funny so delightful (laughs) oh goodness i loved it so much Mm. is this just another i I wrote at the bottom another training montage slash friendship montage slash awkward gym scene and i think that that was like leading into that awkward gym scene i love that gym scene but that's how many montages folks i lost track in my notes yes that's (laughs) what i was saying they just kind of flow into each other so you're kind of not entirely sure anymore yeah it's wild but that gym scene is so fun. Oh, I love that gym scene. We'll get to it in the shenanigans. Yes, I think that's really all I have to say. What else can I say about the montages? They're mm. so good. Delightful. Even the addition of the insane nightmare sequence. Oh, yeah. Which was so unnecessary. <laughs> What the actual fuck? But I loved it. It was so good. I'm pretty sure it was her first day at school, too. Mm. And so the secrets are in her brain and it's causing turmoil (laughs) and they manifest as a terrible nightmare. And she's out on the soccer field for tryouts and she's in a gown. Big poofy pink dress. Oh, yeah. It's so (sighs) funny. She falls and she slips (laughs) and water falls on her, which transitions to actual water being thrown on her because it's initiation for the soccer team right and she doesn't just fall she like whiffs kicking the ball yes. and flies she wipes out everything about this was so ridiculous and so over the top a little campy yes. and that's what I want a rom-com to be rom-coms are camp they are let's go campy delightful fun what would you want to do first if you pick your favorite trope of this film hmm I mean there's so many true The one I actually want to talk about, though, is the love octagon. Excellent choice. What a mess. (laughs) It's so much fun. I actually drew a diagram (laughs) because I was like, I need to figure out how to keep all of this straight, right? Okay, yeah. So here's my diagram because I did it so nicely on the diagram. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we have... Viola, who's disguised as her brother Sebastian. Her brother Sebastian is dating Monique, Mm -hmm. who Viola breaks up with. Yes. Viola has feelings for Duke, who Mm -hmm. has feelings for Olivia, and Olivia has feelings for Sebastian, who is actually Viola Viola in disguise. Yeah. (laughs) And then Eunice will take any of the jocks, and then the other one of the friends is in love with Eunice. Oh, and we have Marvolio, who's also in love with Olivia. (laughs) Yeah. It's just one big happy mess incredible it's so much fun it leads to so many hijinks i feel like they really captured that web of emotions that high school is yes and it also leads to a really like vicious and fun fight sequence between three of the ladies at the debutante <laughs> ball two vicious fight <laughs> oh, sequences yes, yes, yes. between the boys and then the ladies <laughs> <laughs> but i found 
found like the ladies fight more compelling because you don't often get to see women fight and like fight messy. Oh yeah, no, this is good. Yeah, everyone is in fancy dress. We add a debutante's ball. Everyone's hair is loose and beautiful. And we have hair pulling. We have jumping onto each other. We have knocking into the stalls. Yeah, slamming people into stuff. It's so great because Viola is speaking to Olivia and trying to suss out who Olivia prefers, Duke or Sebastian. But it's actually Viola Sebastian. Well, like the big thing too is Viola is pissed at Olivia because Olivia has gone on a date with Duke. To make Sebastian jealous. Yeah, and Viola has feelings for him. Yeah. So Olivia confides to Viola in the bathroom, hey, this is all a ruse. I'm trying to make Sebastian jealous because I actually have feelings for Sebastian and I don't actually like Duke at all. And then who's in the toilet the whole time? (laughs) Monique. And Monique is pissed. And so then she starts the fight with Olivia. And it's perfect. It's so messy. And then the woman who runs the debutante or whatever comes into the bathroom after hearing the shouting in the dining room. (laughs) One of the best quotes because she always says some (laughs) stupid thing. She says, when debutantes disagree, they say it with their eyes. Okay, lady. So funny. And it just also made me really happy that the ladies' fight was messy. Oh, it was so messy. And vicious. It wasn't some stupid little slap, slap, slap with our hands. Like, boo, 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 boo. No, this was a fight. It was proper violent. Happy to see it. Like, someone definitely left their concuss. (laughs) Yeah. So good. (laughs) So, yeah, this love octagon it just lent itself to so many hijinks, so many shenanigans, because you're dealing with people's feelings. Right. And then you just can't keep track of all the messiness, but everyone's up in each other's business. It's just... It's a thing of beauty. Mwah. It's not quite as good as mm. the fight in Bridget Jones's diary. <laughs> but what is? <laughs> I know. Nothing can really compete to that fight. But it's solid fight. It's up there. As far as fights go, it's up there. I still think about Hold for Birthday. <laughs> Hold for Birthday. <laughs> so good. And then really quickly, the other fight yeah. is so funny, too, in relation to the kissing booth. Viola's ex-boyfriend shows up just as she goes to make out with Duke, who's gone up to the kissing booth because he wanted to actually kiss Olivia, but Olivia has been relieved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they start making out. It's very steamy. Amazing. And then <laughs> the ex shows up and starts a huge fight with Duke. And the woman who's in charge of the debutantes comes in, breaks up the fight and says, there's no room for violence here. This is a lovely children's carnival, goddammit. <laughs> They're not doing a good job about making it a lovely children's carnival when Eunice is the fortune teller saying to a kid I see kitty slowly gasping for air yeah what (laughs) and random teens are in various states of undress on carnival rides yes (laughs) it's just incredible these secondary characters are not throwaways no that woman isn't like what two or three scenes and she's memorable she might be in more scenes than the ex-boyfriend maybe (laughs) so the underlying current between the ex-boyfriend and duke as well is that they are rivals on the soccer teams yeah and duke allegedly made him cry in one of the games (laughs) so they have this beef going as well it's like no you're making out with my girl yeah the machismo (laughs) is like everywhere and that fight is also so messy they took it much further than I was expecting them to. And Viola getting involved as well in her pretty dress, which is also just delightful. It's so much fun. And I just don't understand. Like, she broke up with you weeks ago. Yeah. Right? Yes. What are you doing, bud? Also, that was classic where he's shutting her down and he's like oh well end of discussion and viola goes well end of relationship yes (laughs) so good turn it around on him queen yeah (laughs) and 
while we're on the subject of like the love octagon and all these fights, I just want to shout out the fact that the entire cast, the commitment to the physical comedy yes. is phenomenal. This is a prime example of something I've spoken about in past episodes, which is that too many leading men and women are far too concerned, especially in the context of a comedy, mm. with how they look at every second of filming. And what I mean by that is making sure that the camera doesn't catch you making a weird face. Like, yeah. you're the romantic lead, you need to be sexy all the time. People get really wrapped up in their heads over that. But that's not how comedy works. No. Even just... Channing Tatum, Mm. y'all. Obviously gorgeous. Beautiful man. Composed all the time. Yes. Just stunning and and graceful. And he is such a clown in this. Mm -hmm. And I am so grateful for that. Yeah. This movie doesn't work if he's not a clown. No. I have so much respect for him in this movie because he's not afraid to look stupid. And he's someone who's known for being, you know, quite traditionally attractive. Yeah, just poised all the time. Like, stunning. The way he moves is just really beautiful. And he is not afraid to look like an absolute idiot. He goes (laughs) toe-to-toe with Amanda Bynes, who, as we've discussed, is a freaking queen when it comes to this sort of thing. Yep. And he's playing right up there with her and it's so cool but the entire cast even the supporting characters all of them are in they're on the same page they know what movie they're in and they are bringing the energy and the stakes yep. and that's why this works it really does is there another trope you want to hit while we're here okay we've kind of been weaving between them <laughs> i know okay so the other favorite trope of mine and this is true for any movie that involves kids in school the TMI adult. Yes. Oh my goodness. David Cross. Oh, Soleil. Okay, King. He is literally and figuratively chewing the scenery. It's so devouring. good. Devouring. One of my favorite David Cross quotes is <laughs> The principal has realized that Sebastian is wearing a wig but doesn't put together the fact that Sebastian's actually a girl. So (laughs) the principal comes up to Sebastian, you know, sits him down on the steps, uh, sits her down on the steps. Yeah. And says, you know, that's a good one or whatever it is, but you really should just embrace your your authentic self. And then he says, I don't know if you've realized, but I'm thinning myself. <laughs> he's fully bald. Like, fully. He's like fully. <laughs> There's nothing there. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it's just, I don't know if you've realized. Mm, yes. Thank you. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Just thank you so much for your delivery, David. I appreciate you. I cherish you. You are an American hero. Mm, The best. (laughs) Spectacular. And then it makes me so happy that... So David Cross and Tony Hale, as many of us know, arrested development buddies. And to see Tony Hale's character in Love, Simon Mm. as like a direct descendant of David Cross's principal in this film is just yes so good good. so satisfying and what is also really fun (laughs) about this movie this movie does it a couple of times in that they foreshadow shenanigans and how they do it with his tmi principal is that he calls quote sebastian into his office to say i'm the principal i was a transfer student myself so i like to keep an eye out on all the transfer students so don't be surprised if I pop up unexpectedly every now and then (laughs) so we're foreshadowing the shenanigans it's not coming out of nowhere and he does pop up everywhere doing all kind of different job in the school I mean honestly he's asking the hard questions like do Mm -hmm. you know what it's like to run in heels (laughs) I think it's Marvolia that he asks have you ever tried running in high heels not that easy not that easy (laughs) and that's when you think very Viola's being found out because in her boy disguise, she's talking to her mom about not wanting to wear high heels for this debutante debut thingy. Yeah. What's it called? I feel like it used to be called... Is it a cotillion? Yeah, like a cotillion or like the coming out ball. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a woman now. Yeah, that thing. Blech. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 
kudos to David Cross. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> There's nothing else to say. The commitment at the end mm-hmm. with the principal exposing. Why would you do this? This is yes. the same thing as the other one with the principal interrupting the national anthem. Yes. Coming out in the middle of the damn soccer game. Why is it important to let everyone know that a student is disguised yeah. as a boy? Why is this anyone else's business? What's happening? Why did you call his parents <laughs> to be here for it? What's going on? That's so extreme. <laughs> yes. And why Why is it a public event? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? Right? You would just call them to the principal's <laughs> office and then tell their parents. Exactly. For plot shenanigans, yeah. nothing else. <laughs> it's a public event for my joy and satisfaction in this film. That's it. It's a shenanigan. Also, is this, maybe it's not, is this the OG reference for the tampons as a nosebleed device? It must be. Right? Because I can't think of seeing it anywhere else. And it's such a thing now. It's a good excuse when you're trying to explain why you have one on you for boys in (laughs) films now. But I think this is the OG. I'm pretty sure it's the OG because I don't remember seeing it prior to this movie. (laughs) Right. That was also, I mean, she thought on her feet so quickly to come up with that excuse. And you see Amanda Bynes, the actor, who knows that this is their line. Yeah. Do the process of thinking through on your feet to get to the tampon for your nose. Like, I just... face acting. Face acting. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. And then we have such a fun callback when you see Channing Tatum after the fight borrowing one of the tampons for his nosebleed. What a fun (laughs) way to pay that bit off. Seriously. So on like a sweeter side, before we go into all the shenanigans, I want to talk about the friends to lovers trope because this movie does it a bit differently. Yeah. And what I actually really like about this is we establish early on that Duke sucks at talking to girls. (laughs) He cannot do it. He gets so tongue-tied. Which is so fun because it's Channing Tatum. Yes. And it leads to such a funny quote as well where he kind of embarrassedly says I I don't really know how to talk to girls and Viola's like why not you hot I mean you like a very attractive man dude specimen yeah because it's Viola as Sebastian yes And they're having their little, like, late night in their dorm room. Yes. Which then leads to a very funny and sweet scene where Viola says, well, why don't we practice? And puts on a girl voice, but it's, like, just her voice. And says, like, just ask me anything. (laughs) And he's like, like, what? And she's like, I don't know, whatever. And Duke is like, uh, do you like cheese? (laughs) She's like, why, yes, I do. My favorite's Gouda. And like blinks her eyes. So good. Her hand under the chin. But she's in her boy costume. Ridiculous. It's so funny. And then, oh, it's like, this is what I'm saying. This movie stacks montages and it stacks shenanigans. Mm -hmm. So we have all of that going on already, which is amazing. And then the escaped spider is somehow in their room. Oh, yeah, the tarantula. And they're jumping on the bed (laughs) and they're screaming, kill it, kill it, kill it. And he's like, you kill it, you kill it. And Viola as Sebastian is like, you the guy. I mean, the bigger guy. I mean, it's so good. And then at the end of that, Duke is just like, don't you ever do that girl voice again. It freaked me out. Was that also the same scene where Viola is fishing for compliments about herself? It is. Posing as her brother. It's it's so funny. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So good. It just stacks it because it keeps building because that initial thing would have been funny enough. Absolutely. And then we get the layering and the layering and the layering. It's just so good. And she's there posing as Sebastian saying, hey, my sister likes you. You should go after my sister. And Duke's like, that's your sister. And he's like, uh, uh, yeah. (laughs) But what is nice about this friends to lovers is because Viola is posing as Sebastian for most of the movie, they really do develop like a very sweet and tender friendship. Yeah. Which is just so nice to see (laughs) you. Makes it hella confusing for Duke when he's like putting these pieces together. I cannot believe it. So good. It's it's really nice. I think because we've been circling around it a little bit already, we may be ready for shenanigans. Yes. And we have been basically going over shenanigans 
Uh, anyhow, okay, so this movie's so funny and uh, so full of shenanigans. Where to even begin? I guess I would just start at the beginning with one of my favorite shenanigans ever, which is the my parents are divorced and I'm playing both sides shenanigan. Amazing. <laughs> Masterful. It reminds me of what I used to do in high school. <laughs> Because I would have friends whose folks were divorced. So I very distinctly remember one parent had gone on vacation and she was going to stay because she had shows and she was supposed to be staying at her dad's. And then she told her dad she was going to stay at my house. And then I picked her up and we went to stay at the empty house and we just hung out and like baked a cake. It's like nothing (laughs) happened, but we just lied so we could be by ourselves. Like it was just (laughs) playing the divorced parents against each other. (laughs) I love that. I love that it's all of the subterfuge <laughs> just to bake a cake, but like alone. Yeah, by ourselves and watch a movie and not be bothered by parents. I vibe with that. Yeah, no boys came over. There was no party. We were trying to like bake in peace. So funny. I love it. <laughs> Year for it. Fully happened. So good. Speaking of the parents, though, the parents' shenanigans. Delightful. When Viola comes in and says to the mom, basically, oh, I'm not taking what's-his-face. We broke up. And the mom's like, why? He's so dreamy and rugged and handsome. And I said it in my head, having not watched it in forever. And Viola's like, then why don't you date him, mom? Yep, that is the <laughs> correct response. Yep. That's a setup. But what I love about the <laughs> mom's reaction is that you see the actor on her face considering it and shaking her head like, no, this is ridiculous. I just love the fact that she took that moment to contemplate it. Absolutely. It's so funny. Because that's a ridiculous thing. <laughs> yes. A real parent is going to be like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm, nah, nah, mm-hmm. Nah, or like tease their kid back. But this is what comedy is, which is what's going to be the most ridiculous response. What if I just... Oh, no, 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 I couldn't. Oh, no, I couldn't. Yes. That's the comedy. Thank you so much for leaning in. And the dad... Oh, right, the dad. I mean... The dad makes a end of act three reveal. Yeah. We've never met him before that. He's there, like, maybe one day. Two tops, because the soccer game stuff must have taken a long time to film. Yeah, like, literal on-set days. But, like... So good. Way to come in and headed out of the park he comes in perfectly established character mm-hmm. i know exactly who he is the relationship with the mother is clear yes and they're getting back together it's so good what the chemistry is so good the his chemistry. delivery <laughs> saying that's my boy and like it's so good it feels as if he's been there the whole time 100% and he just got there literally damn in the 11th hour mm-hmm. phenomenal <laughs> so many characters are like this yeah I can't remember his name but for anyone who possibly watches Nathan Fillion's The Rookie on television this guy acted as one of the main baddies for the last couple of seasons this drug pin king in the LA area and this is one of his earlier films and <laughs> he plays one of the best friends and he has a crush on Eunice and it's just like they lay little breadcrumbs Mm. about him being attracted to Eunice and then he shoots a shot at the end and they make out real messy very messy and it's so funny (laughs) it's so satisfying those characters get a happy ending as well and you're right they do give this character a bit of an arc because when Sebastian pretends to date Eunice he's like Oh, what? When I wanted to ask Eunice out, you guys teased me and now Sebastian (laughs) likes her and she's suddenly cool. I hate high school. Yeah. (laughs) So good. Another one of my favorite shenanigans in the film was Viola is doing such a poor job Mm. convincing other people that she's the man. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So her friends and the hairdresser who helped orchestrate this, they all show up. It's the pizza place, right? They all show up at the pizza place. Yeah. And they pose as ex-girlfriends in front of the table to make the dude see that this is a real alpha type. Yeah. It's he just has social currency. It's so funny. <laughs> and then Monique shows up. And of course, Monique's going to know that this isn't Sebastian. And so the whole scene running around trying to hide half her face and mm-hmm. like yell at her and break up with her. It's honestly impressive. Mm-hmm. All of the weird orchestrations. The women came in posing as ex-girlfriends and they fully committed again. Held. Commitment everywhere we look. Not a single secondary character didn't. Mm-hmm 
mm-hmm. bring their A game to set. Yeah, and even though we don't see Viola's friends all that much in the movie, they feel like fully realized characters too. Yeah. And they're going all out. <laughs> like it's so satisfying and gratifying to watch, really. Yeah. So much fun. I'm so impressed by it. Oh, we did promise we'll talk about that gym scene, which is just <laughs> This is my favorite acting by Channing Tatum. It's so uncomfortable. I mean, Amanda Bynes is fantastic throughout, but like Channing Tatum shone in the scene and it was delightful. So We have Viola as Sebastian on the bench press, but all she's really doing is like ogling Duke. And then Olivia comes in because she's decided she's going to make Sebastian jealous by asking Duke out. And she goes up to Duke and like gets all real close. And she's like, hi, Duke, what are you bench pressing these days? And he says, whatever. And she's like, so how many could you do with me? And Viola's (laughs) trying to get Duke to call her and Channing Tatum fully like flips his flip phone, trying to be all cool and like smashes his head into the gym equipment. (laughs) So ridiculous. And then Olivia gets exactly what she wants Mm -hmm. in that Sebastian is extremely jealous, just not the way that Olivia thinks. (laughs) Not for the reason she wants. And so then Amanda Bynes' character has walked over to the side, still in the gym, Mm -hmm. just like two feet away, opens her flip phone and calls as Viola in the Sebastian costume. So So she's just talking with the girl voice in the side, being like, hey, Duke. It's Viola. I'd love to go to dinner. I just really wanted to say hi, and -and so-and-so gave me your number. Yeah, let's hang out sometime. And meanwhile, Olivia's getting closer and closer to Duke. Dead. And Duke is like half listening to Viola, half listening to Olivia, and he's like, wait, what? What's happening? And fully losing his shit. (laughs) (laughs) He does a full silly little dance after Olivia leaves and like plays with Sebastian's little tie things on the hoodie. Yes. (laughs) What's happening? I love that. It's so (laughs) awkward and it's perfect so awkward and like pure at the same time <laughs> like it's just genuine excitement i live for that shit those are the beautiful moments yeah. no one needs to be cool all the time that's no. boring <laughs> <laughs> oh, like he was giddy pure giddy it was really funny giddy is exactly the right word mm. so happy it's so fun yeah i will say of a film that's on the older side like we've said The only thing that I think aged poorly, and not even aged poorly, I just really hate this, is the damn kissing booth. Yeah, but I mean, I wasn't even a fan of the kissing booth trope way back when in any case, and it's not something I've ever really liked. That's what I'm saying. So, you know. So it's not about it aging poorly. It just always sucked. Kissing booths are creepy. Yeah, and gross. It's the same reason why I didn't like the weird money thing in Maid of Honor. Like, it's just weird. To pay for a smooch is, like, mm. bizarre to me. Yeah. And in rom-coms, it's always, like... Kind of creeps me out. You know, the payoff is with someone you were attracted to. But, like, all the other stuff? Like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. The joke is always at the expense of people that, like, you don't want to kiss. And so we're just, like, making fun of yeah. people's looks or size or mm. age. And then this one is particularly creepy for me because... These are teenagers. She's 17, maybe 18. Mm. If there is a 10-year-old who showed up in the line, that's weird, like, pedo shit. Mm -hmm. And then if there's an old, old man in the line, that's still weird pedo shit. Like, it's just (laughs) one of those squishy, no, thank you. Weird pedo shit on both sides. On both directions. Just, like, cut her out. I don't (laughs) need that part. Thank you. But other than that, honestly, like, I'm so impressed. I'm so grateful and pleased that the film aged well. Yeah, it really did. Oh, I want to talk about some of the soccer stuff. So when they're starting with the tryouts, the coach says, we're going to be playing shirts versus skins. And Viola, Sebastian's like, "Uh, I need to to be a a shirt. (laughs) And the coach is like, why? She's like, "Uh, because I'm I'm allergic to the sun. Deathly allergic. (laughs) And Coach is just like, 
well, we like to be accommodating here at Alary. But he's like yelling it. Yeah, <laughs> you go. You can be a shit. Yeah. Nazi boy. And like this coach is such a full shenanigan. Yeah. Constantly <laughs> making like misogynistic comments towards the boys on the team, the young men, mm-hmm. to, you know, toughen up all that stuff. Yeah. Come on, ladies. Being like that hard ass coach, just fully doing all of that to goad them into like better action, more commitment, whatever. But then at the end, all that weird misogynistic tone goes away and it's really just hardline coach just really wants to get the guys in shape and in line and says to the other coach here at Illyria we don't discriminate based on gender and just like rips the other coach a new one oh good and he bats not one single eye when Viola reveals herself as Viola he does not blink yeah at all he's just like can we get back to the game please (laughs) this is also an example of a secondary character doing really well because he has so many funny like lines well in his delivery makes these lines really funny with the trials, he's like, so we're dividing you up into first string and second string. Now, second string is don't feel worse. You're just as valuable a member of the team, except for playing the game part. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it is so funny because he's such a hard ass. Yeah. But all of the lines are delivered with such simple generosity and honesty. Mm. It's just, how? Yeah. How? <laughs> like, even when he's benching, which shenanigan of itself that the real Sebastian cannot play soccer at all. And has shown up without saying anything and is now at the school. And when David Cross basically forces him to expose himself. Literally. Like literally everything hanging out. When the coach is busy benching Sebastian because he was atrocious, he's just still like, well done, mate. Bench. Yeah. How he benches him is even funny. Such a fun character. It's funny. Such a well-executed version of this character. This could have been another character that could fall flat. Yeah. I wonder who the casting director was on this. Wow, what a good job. Whoever they are, they slayed. (laughs) Little throwaway shenanigan. Is that Viola's ringtone? Is Bobby Gull? (laughs) Like, as Sebastian, it's Bobby Gull. Which is wildly perfect since the movie just came out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. She just like blasts through it. She doesn't even give the guys any opportunity to mock her at all. Right. All of the little hiding her identity moments, having to take secret showers in the Mm. middle of the night, missing showers, the hazing gone wrong and sneaking off and pulling the fire alarm. Just all of the fun little moments of almost getting caught and managing to cover. Yes. It's so good. Naru escapes. Which is what the Shakespearean one has. Yes. It's true to the original in that over and over again, she's almost caught. Yes. It's very funny. And with her vocal work with that as well, almost being caught, is like she will slip and go into to her original voice and then will correct into her guy voice but then like overcorrect yeah she'll say something like really yeah hi guys <laughs> which which one would you rather see naked and duke actually calls her out on it yeah i forgot that's so funny and he says like why do you keep speaking about girls in such a derogatory way because she's overcompensating it's like really messed up dude you yeah. should examine that <laughs> so good love it oh and then i don't know that it's throughout the entire film, so I won't say that necessarily needed to be in the tropes, but we do have a few really appropriate song choices. And my favorite one is at the end. Viola's been kicked out of the room because she's had a fight with Duke, but then Sebastian goes and sleeps in the room, and then Viola sleeps in and is late for the game. At some point in that, they played I'll Tell You My Dirty Little Secret. Yes. Do you remember that song? <laughs> yes, I remember. And I was like dying. I'll tell you my dirty, dirty little, little secret. secret. <laughs> A dirty little secret. Uh, uh, uh. Oh my god, this song is everything about the early 2000s. So funny. <laughs> There's also this secret where Viola is like POV experiencing being viewed as a boy for the first time like people walking into her and checking her out and looking at her oh yeah I wrote that the first day of school montage yeah and the music's like (laughs) she's just a good girl but gonna be a bad boy yeah 
Right. That was another really <laughs> good one. Funny. <laughs> Perfect choices all around. And then Paul, who's the hairdresser. Like, they established their relationship really well as well, considering how briefly they are ever on camera together. I love Paul. I love him too. And when he drops it off at school and is like, you can do this. Just remember, inside every girl, there's a boy. That came out wrong. But you know what I mean. <laughs> Good. And their little <laughs> screen fight in the car was so delightful. Yes, that was so funny. Paul hypes her up with that little bit, and then she goes to get out and then stops. And then she's like, I can't do this. We have to go to turn me around. Take me home. I don't yes. want to do it. I'm hauling anymore. He's like, I put a lot of work in. I did the wigs. It's really expensive. <laughs> and then she goes. So good. I mean, good for him, too, because he did tell her before he started the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And she insists. Mm-hmm. So put your money where your mouth is, kid. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, I'm Paul in the restaurant in Cesario's when we have the sequence with Viola's friends pretending to be exes and Paul mouthing along the words. (laughs) Yes, yes. That he had written script and he knows all the lines. I'm dead. Implying he's written it. Yeah. So good. I think that brings us to... Fun Fab Fail. Fun Fab Fail. Okay, so this movie's a fab. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would watch it again right now. Me too. This movie is a fab. There's no other way it could be. It's prime Amanda Bynes. It's Amazing. prime Channing Tatum. It's Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> such a funny concept. It's well executed. Mm-hmm. Not a single actor didn't bring their A game. And it's just incredible. It's so good. It's so energetic. The stakes are so heightened that I feel so invested in the soccer team drama. There's no real reason for it to be this important at all. It's not. It feels so intense and important. (laughs) It's so good. Everyone Uh... is on the same page. Everyone is bringing the energy and the comedy. Everyone's committing. It's so delightful. By the end of it, I'm thinking to myself, Amanda Bynes is doing this for all the women. I'm just like, we're so into it. So hyped. We have layered shenanigans, layered (laughs) montages. The characters are delightful. They're quirky, but they still feel real. Like, speaking of, if anyone has watched the Step Up series, The X, he's the lead in the fourth movie, which is a really funny crossover (laughs) because Channing Tatum is, of course, the lead in the first Step Up. He's also like an objectively beautiful man. And at the end of the movie, he throws <gasps> the most the hissy fit. spectacular tantrum. It's the hissy fit to end all hissy fits. It's so <laughs> amazing how much he commits to looking ridiculous. Ridiculous. And it's why it works. No one's afraid to look ridiculous in this movie. And if he didn't commit, it would have just been cringy. You would have felt that. That that holding back. If you're watching a lackluster held back performance, mm-hmm. it makes your skin crawl. Mm. But when you see somebody fully commit to a stupid ass bit, <laughs> it's funny. It was so funny commit to the bit yes a man who in step up four is like beautifully dancing and doing the romantic lead and he looks like an idiot and i respect him even more yeah and here's the thing right so step up i wouldn't call that a rom-com no it's not Mm -mm, not at all it's like a dance romance drama coming of age yeah and so that's a different tone mm-hmm. you can be sexy the whole way through whatever do your thing mm-hmm. rom-coms and sex coms you've got to fully commit and yes. you've otherwise be it doesn't work camp, and you've got to be prepared to look dumb <laughs> and if you're not prepared to do those things you had no business <laughs> accepting the contract no. in my opinion every one of the films that we've given a fine could have been a fab mm. if they had committed I really believe that. Yep, yep. But this one is a fab and I may just go watch it again. Yeah. It's so I'll watch it with you. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to our favorite segment. Give me the cheese, please. Give it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be... Okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> we'll just rip the bandaid off. Three, two... One. 
Rembrandt aged, aged Gouda. Gouda. <laughs> as well yes Yes. (laughs) i know why it has to be aged but we'll tell you listeners why it has to be aged yes okay so with this one we both kind of agreed because one of the grand romantic gestures in this movie revolved around the biggest wheel of hoda ever yep we knew that our cheese couldn't be anything else other than a hoda, but we didn't know which kind of hoda we were going to be going mm-hmm. with. Yeah. So I'm super impressed. We both ended up on an age. I'm happy about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. So I'll go first. Okay. So I went with aged Gouda. I want everyone to take a moment with me and close your eyes <laughs> and imagine that big old Gouda wheel, you know, the one that's covered in the red wax. That's the kind of Gouda that I want you to imagine. And the big reason for that is because number one, we have a cheese that's masking itself under a shell of something else. Nice. And then we've got the aged Gouda component. And for me, the most important thing about an aged Gouda is the characteristics of nutty flavor. Mm -hmm. And boy, oh boy, is this a nutty film. Mm. It's all of the silliness. It's all of the craziness. It's all of the face acting. And to be perfectly honest, this cheese, just like this movie, has aged particularly nicely. Mm. And so therefore, Mm. it has to be an aged Gouda in a red wax. Amazing. I like that we are addressing slightly different things around the cheese choice. Yay. But it's still all very coherent as it comes together. So, <laughs> first of all, Hoda is one of the earliest recorded cheeses. Oh. It was recorded in the 1200s somewhere. So, it's one of our oldest cheeses, which I think is also fitting because of the source material. Twelfth Night, which was written sometime in the 1600s. But why aged Hoda specifically? For me, when I think of aged Hoda, I'm thinking of that crystallization. So you have these little crunchy pieces in the middle. Oh, I love that. Yeah, to me, this movie is like peppered with all these little nice crunchy bites. You just like sink your teeth in and it's like unexpected. All these additional layers and textures. It's just amazing and like you as well aged because it's aged like a fine wine which is also a very good pairing for an aged hoda yay so there you have it (laughs) (laughs) wow okay fun well everybody yeah there you have it That was our discussion (laughs) of She's the Man. Let us know your thoughts on the movie. Any shenanigans we may have missed? Or what Hoda you think it is? It's only Goudas for this one. Or if there's another cheese, you can do that too. I'm going to say it has to be a Gouda. Yeah. (laughs) Has to be a Hoda. For this one time. (laughs) If cheese is used as a plot point in this movie, then you have to adhere. We have to address the cheese. Yes. You can follow us on Instagram at shenaniganzinsuepod or you can email us at shenaniganzinsuepod at gmail.com. And that's the end of season one of Shenanigans in Sue. Ah. Thank you so much to everyone who has listened to the season. We are so happy you're here with us and that you've been with us for the season Mm -hmm, it means a lot it's not goodbye for long we are just taking a very brief break and we'll be back sometime in september for more shenanigans we hope you'll join us next time and until then if if you you can't can't join them beat them bye bye season one season one Season one. Jinx. So silly. I love that you chose exactly the same phrasing, too. It's very funny. It's like we're friends. Oh, maybe. (laughs) We did it. So special. I'm really proud of us. Me too. I'm stopping recording now before I cry. Aww.